to Deepka. Okay. Welcome to Sports Med Res's This Week in Review podcast, where we highlight the recent news in sports medicine research. Over the past two weeks, we've had four posts on sportsmedres.org. That's res.org. During this time, we introduced three consensus statements related to preventing cardiovascular events, return to soccer after the COVID-19 pandemic, and pre-hospital care for injured athletes with a suspected catastrophic cervical spine injury. We also summarized a study where the authors found that among NCAA Division I athletes, the international electrocardiogram screening criteria yielded a lower false positive rate for abnormal cardiovascular conditions than the Seattle criteria. If we take a closer look at the last post, we find that the authors completed a retrospective chart review from 1,700 NCAA Division I athletes to determine the prevalence of pathologic cardiac conditions. The authors also assessed the rates of electrocardiogram screening abnormalities and false positive rates among three ECG screening criteria. The data came from the pre-participation examinations, which included electrocardiogram data between 2013 and 2017. The researchers, which included a board-certified cardiologist, physician, and three sports medicine fellows, used the Seattle, Refined, and International criteria to screen all of the electrocardiograms. During the initial screening, 117 individuals required additional screening due to abnormal findings on a patient's history, electrocardiogram, or both. And of those, seven people had an abnormal cardiovascular condition. The Seattle Refined and International Criteria yielded an abnormal electrocardiogram rate of about 2-3%. The International Criteria had a lower false positive rate compared to the Seattle and Refined Criteria. The number of people with true positive results was consistent between the criteria. Overall, the authors present clinicians with the most current data regarding how well these three screening criteria identify cardiac abnormalities. The difference in false positive rates between these criteria may seem small. Nevertheless, over five years, one or two dozen athletes at the studied institution needed additional testing with the Seattle criteria that would have been unnecessary with the international criteria. While these findings are limited to one institution, it is noteworthy that the low false positive rate of the international criteria was also found among adolescent soccer athletes. Unfortunately, without advanced cardiac imaging, the false negative rates remain unclear. Ultimately, the decision of which electrocardiogram criteria to use will come down to the sports medicine team. But there is growing evidence that the international criteria may offer some advantages. Don't forget that we also share extra material on social media. The most popular post over the last two weeks was an article in the Journal of Athletic Training focused on better understanding athletic training position statements, especially the basis for strength recommendations. And if you're an athletic trainer who's looking for evidence-based practice CEUs, then please check out our six 
online evidence-based practice courses available through the Human Kinetics website. We will have links to our summaries, the courses, and the article on our website and in our show notes. Remember, you can always follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or LinkedIn. We'll be back next week with more sports medicine research. Until then, have a fun one and stay well.